We've been broadcasting on Worship Radio 247 now for almost 10 years. On the 16th of July, it will be our 10th birthday and as such, we will be required to pay our PRS license. And because of this, we're coming to you, our listeners, to help us pay this quite substantial bill. We would love you to ask the Lord how much you can donate. It's easy to donate too. Just go to the website at www.worshipradio247.org. Click on Donate. Choose the amount you would like to pay. And that's it. It would be helping the ministry and would allow us to continue broadcasting and worshipping with you. Please prayerfully consider how much you can donate. We'd love to hear from you as well. Email us at the studio, studio at worshipradio247.org. With your help, we will continue to broadcast the Worship Radio 247 podcast, bring you live broadcasts on our radio station, Worship Radio 247, and to continue to send TV programs around the globe with Worship TV. Worship Radio 247 taking the Father's love to the world through the power of media. Hi there, and welcome to the podcast. It is so good to get your company. This is the Worship Radio 247 podcast. And on this podcast, we worship God in spirit and in truth. Not only that... We hear the Word of God as well, and that is what is happening today. I'm going to bring you some wonderful, wonderful music. And on today's program, we're going to start with a hymn, and the hymn, because it's a great favorite of mine, and I'll also bring you some Judy Jacobs. I'll bring you Agape Love and Part 27, and today we take a look at 1 John, the fourth chapter, verses 9 through 10. That is all coming up on today's podcast. If you'd like to contact us, we would love to hear from you, and the way to do that is to send us an email to this address. It is studio at worshipradio247.org studio at worship radio 247 the letters are the numbers should i say 247 dot o-r-g it would be great to hear from you let us know what god is doing in your life let us know if we can pray for you let us know how the lord is blessing you May his love, his joy, and his peace fall upon you today. 
as we worship him in spirit and in truth. And to begin, how about this? This is a great classic hymn. I love this hymn so much. All hail the power. The diadem version. You listen to this.
Oh, just so glorious. Thank you, Lord. diadem version wonderful thank you some years ago worship radio 247 had a conference and at this conference we invited a worship leader from scotland from glasgow actually a lady by the name of jenny boyce and she came and she worshipped i'm going to give you a little glimpse of what happened the reason for that is on the next podcast i'm going to play the entire song it's called forever and it's 18 minutes long so i'm just going to play you a brief snippet so you can hear for yourself what sort of worship this was it was glorious And this was recorded live. Wonderful song called Forever. And this was Jenny. Just with her guitar. And the band joined in with her. It was incredible.
about that. Live worship. That was live worship from our conference, Jenny Boyce and Forever. I'm going to bring you the entire 18 minutes of that particular piece of worship on the next podcast. But right now, this is the Word of God. Agape Love, Part 27. We're looking today at 1 John, the fourth chapter, verses 9 through 10. Oh Lord, it is always so wonderful to be able to bring your word in truth and in spirit, Father. Because, Father God, your word is changing people's perception. Lord, it is completely changing people's mindsets. And I give you the honor and the glory, for it is not me, Father, but it is you. And I give you that glory and honor. You know, today is part 27 of Agape Love, and today we're looking at 1 John, the fourth chapter, verses 9 and 10. Over the last few days, I've been looking at history and thinking about history, especially around the time in the UK of the Tudors. And specifically Henry VIII. And I've been looking at his marriage to Catherine of Aragon, his first wife. And how at the time the Catholic Church was rife right across the world. And how important the Pope was and the sort of power at that time, during that time, that the Pope had. And this was right at the very beginning of the Reformation Church. It was right at the very beginning of Henry VIII reforming religion, if you will. And from what I've read and discovered, I really do believe that Henry VIII did have a Christian faith, as many, many people did at the time. And I was reading about and looking at a time when Thomas More actually burnt someone at the stake because they were thinking about and talking about what Luther, Martin Luther, was saying in Germany. And Martin Luther was declaring the gospel. Maybe he didn't do it perfectly well, but he was declaring the gospel. He was also declaring that the common man should have access to God's word. And Tyndale in the UK took up that challenge and around 1536 began to put into words that which was written in Latin. Because it was only the scholars that were able to read the Word of God. 
And so many times, oftentimes, they could interpret it any way they wished, because no one could check it out. But, beloved, look how far we've come. It blows me away when I think that nowadays we have that ability to pick up God's Word and understand it with all the wonderful translations there are now. And I want to read you something from 1 John, the fourth chapter, and verse 9 from the original King James Version. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Therein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation for our sins. To be a propitiation for our sins. What a wonderful word propitiation is. It is a glorious word. Quite honestly, what it means is appeasement. It means sacrifice, if you will. And I turn my attention now to the translation that I use all the time, the New Living Translation. It says this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. That verse... Those two verses are massive. Massive. They are huge, humongous, ginormous verses that need and desire to be studied and looked at. God needed to show us. He needed to show us how much he loved us because of the way that the world was going before Jesus came. I believe the world was going to hell on a handcart. We were in trouble. We were in great trouble. And you look at the life of those first Christians. They had to meet in secret. They could only make the sign of the fish on the floor to let other people know that they were believers of the way. Listen to this. The believers of the way. They weren't reformers. They weren't looking for a recognized national, international institution. They were looking at being followers of the way. 
And the early Christians, some of them knew Jesus and had walked with Jesus and talked with Jesus. They knew once the Holy Spirit had come at the day of Pentecost, they knew that everything that Jesus had been saying to them all of these years, these three years past, was the truth, was nothing but the truth. It was all true. And they loved Jesus because of it, beloved. They loved him so, so much because they knew that they knew that they knew that Jesus had sacrificed his life to be, as the King James Version says, a propitiation. To be an appeasement, to be a sacrifice. Say after me, he was a sacrifice for me. He was a sacrifice for me. Say it again. He sacrificed his life on the cross, on that tree. And he hung there. And he hung there. And he hung there. And from his cross he looked down and saw the people and saw the Roman centurion. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Such pain such agony those pierced hands and those pierced feet and his side gaping open blood running down his face as the crown of thorns was thrust upon his head He did that for you. He did that for me. Beloved, such love. Such love. As Paul says, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice 
to take away our sins. Paul says in his letter to the Roman church, chapter 3 and verse 23, we all of us, we all sin and fall short. And because, beloved, we all sin and we all fall short, God felt he had no choice but to send his son as a sacrifice, as a propitiation. He had no choice. He had to do it. So that we could be reconciled with the Father. So that we could have relationship with the Father. During Henry VIII's time, his tenure as King of England, Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and France. There was no relationship, I feel. Some people obviously did have relationship with Almighty God, but they were very few and far between. It was all about the power in the church. It was all about the power. And Luther wanted to change that. With the Reformation, he wanted to lessen the power. He wanted to give the power back to Almighty God. So he came up with this theory of reforming the church, and that's what he did in a very powerful way. And perhaps King Henry VIII's reason for wanting reformation to hit the United Kingdom, perhaps that was through a sexual reason because he tired of Catherine of Aragon and was looking at Anne Boleyn and wanted to marry her. But it has changed the way we look at recognized religion now. And now, you and I, we're going right back to basics, beloved. Right back to the early church. Right back to the followers of the way. Because we are declaring that we love you, Lord. Lord God Almighty, we will always love you. Lord Jesus Christ, we will always, always love you because you have done so much for us. Oh, I love this word today, Lord. And as we're worshipping you and as we are praising your name, we declare now, We love you, and we adore you, and we worship you in adoration, world without end, amen, and amen. What a word today. Here comes Judy Jacobs.
These are the days. These are the days of Elijah. Oh, let's worship him. There's no God like Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. 
There's no kind like to hold. 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 That is Judy Jacobs, and these are the days of Elijah. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you have been mightily blessed by today's broadcast. It's been great getting your company. Once again, if you'd like to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. And the way to do that is to send us an email to this address, studio at worshipradio247.org. Or you can send an email address to tv at worshipradio247.org as well. On the next programme, I'll bring you Jenny Boyce's song, Forever, all 18 minutes of it. And it will be such a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Until next time. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.